Hi everyone, welcome back to Behind the Timeline, the podcast where we examine pop culture in films, television, and books across the ages. As always, we are your hosts, Lindsay and Scott. If you're interested in finding out what we've already covered or what we've got coming up in the future weeks, be sure to leave us a follow on Instagram at Go Behind the Timeline. Check us out on Twitter at Behind Timeline and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Additionally, links to our Patreon and our official website can be found in the episode descriptions if you would like to support the podcast. And now, on with the show. All right, let's do this. Yeah, that's it's. I'm just I'm running unopposed on distaste for Tim Burton right now. Oh so add your shit to the notes. But no, I'm. I'm excited to duke it out over this ridiculous movie. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> this ridiculous movie that is the staple of quite a large number of people's childhoods and the literal savior of hot topic. I know. Right. That's the truth that tr- hot topic only ex- exists to this day because of the nightmare before because Christmas of this movie. And you know, what's weird. And I got to ask my sister about this too, because I'm curious what she thinks, but like this was in our rotation regularly as kids and I fucking hated it even then. And I remember putting it on every time and we watched it all the time, just feeling like this time will be different. This time you're going to watch a different movie this time. Like, yeah, like something will change. (laughs) Like when I was, you know, I was like five, you know? Yeah. And I think that part of what, made me believe that that might be possible is that when you're five, you don't really know the difference between like aerials on TV and is it the movie or is it the TV show? And I'm fucking like some of this, obviously I did know the difference with that particular example, but there were movies that also had TV shows that tied in that it was kind of like, Oh, I don't know. We might get something different today. You never know. (laughs) We'd have this movie on and I would really hope for something different, but it was the same, like kind of unsettling shit every single time. (laughs) Yeah, spoiler alert, guys! That never happened. Uh, I don't. She watched the same movie every time. What movie, you might ask? That is a wonderful question, disembodied voice. Ah, <laughs> uh, the movie in question, which I would hope you already know what it is because you're here listening to it and you clicked on this episode title, uh, is Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas. And I already edited one of Lindsay's notes because she thought it was funny that it says Tim Burton, but it's directed by Henry Selleck. It is based off a short poem that Tim Burton wrote shortly before deciding this shouldn't be a TV special and should be a full-length movie. Suck it, Lindsay. Welcome, everybody. That is an interesting bit of trivia that I did not look into because of my distaste for this whole adventure. Because you didn't adventure. fucking care. Because I didn't look. Because <laughs> I did. <laughs> I did see that it was... Um, technically considered an adaptation or based on the something by so that's interesting that that's why it's tim burton's because the original thing was written by someone okay all right yeah which i so we'll get a lot of henry selick in the future um a lot of stop motion with henry selick it seems to be like his fancy he also directed Coraline, which is one of the best movies best halloween style movies uh, and James and the Giant Peach, which I'm going to be honest with you guys, as much as I love Roald Dahl, that's, that movie scares the shit out of me. Like, that movie is so horrendously, like, visual. It's, I just, ugh. 
I hate this style. I hate it so much. You're going to have to pay me to watch James and the Giant Peach. I'm going to need some patron requests. I need to get paid. Request the timeline. I don't even think it's on the timeline. It's not on the timeline because I formulated the timeline and I fucking hate it. So it's not there. (laughs) All right. Kang the Conqueror is the one that made our fucking timeline. Speaking of which, you guys haven't already. Just for a little update of things that happened this week, you need to immediately go watch the Quantum Mania Ant Man and the Wasp trailer. Yeah, that's exciting. Uh, that shit's gonna fun. be rad as fuck. Yeah, makes that's true. Rad as fuck is the only correct way to describe that. You're right. Yeah, uh, but yeah, written by Tim Burton, Danny Elfman was the singing voice of Jack and did the score <clears throat> and the lyrics, which uh, Danny Elfman said was this was probably the easiest movie he's ever written music for because he felt so much like jack skellington that it was basically just writing songs about himself interesting mm-hmm. i also didn't know that that was Catherine o'hara i'm gonna be totally honest with you guys yeah Catherine o'hara is sally from like beetlejuice which was out around this time and she was super famous at this time and then of course Shit's creek Shit's creek yeah Where's the baby the baby and then Ew, chris david no you're okay that's the first like bad impression i've heard you do it's ew david oh doesn't she do it like a bunch of different times yeah i just dude i never listen when she talks because i I fucking i can't stand what she does with her hands oh i love how limp-wristed she is i love her so much anyway um this also stars chris sarandon sarandon Um, sarandon sarandon this also stars Chris Sarandon as Jack's speaking voice, which is weird that Danny Elfman does the singing. I noticed it watching it this time. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, you sound really different. It's um, very off. It's close enough. And the reason they did that was Chris Sarandon sounded enough like Danny Elfman when he sang that they were like, oh, okay. It's it's strange. Like, I noticed the difference. And you don't see that very often these days. The next time we'll see it will be uh, in 1994 in The Lion King. Yeah. Right? Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor Thomas didn't. Times. He didn't sing. And that. Matthew Broderick. Neither of them sang. Matthew Broderick might have sang. I don't know. We're gonna have to look at that when we get to the Lion King. Yeah. Um. Anyway, let me hit me you a, with a plot. Give me a plot because you wrote this this time. I did. Uh, Bored of the holiday he was made for, Jack Skellington, the Pumpkin King, discovers a brand new holiday he's determined to make his own. After having Santa kidnapped, Jack attempts to execute a Christmas to remember, but ends up the rightful target of the U.S. military-industrial complex. Will Jack learn to stay in his lane and just focus on Halloween, or is Christmas ruined forever? Find out in this utter shit show. I love that you put its full breakdown as the U.S. military industrial complex. That's, <laughs> that's true. Exact, we don't know where it is. It's just like a fucking like there's literally 12 pound guns just like right there ready to go. Yeah, which makes it obviously America. There's no question that. Those, oh, it's so is. That's no, where they I came from. That. Yeah, that's that totally is. Yeah. <laughs> And rightfully so. Like, if that's the case, like, we sh- if that ever happens, folks, for the record, that is that is one uh, military operation I'll support without question. If Jack, Jack Skellington arrives ever in the skies on Christmas Eve, I hope we shoot it down. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd have some questions. I'd want some additional details, you know, on what we're doing. But if it's Jack Skellington... Shoot it down. Anybody but Jack Skellington is asking questions. If it's Skellington or raptors, shoot it down. Oh, God, dude. Flying raptors? Any kind of raptor that invades our territory, shoot it down. But Uh 
But anyway, you can stream this on Disney Plus because weird <laughs> reminder, this is in fact a Disney movie. Yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah. Um. All right, let's let's go into the timeline. Let us go into the timeline. It's still 1993. We have spent quite some time in this year. Like we said, guys, when we started the 90s, um, we're going to be in the 90s for a while. There yeah. is some hot shit that happened this year. Yeah. Just these years in general. Um, For historical context, because, yeah, we keep finding shit. The VHS release of Aladdin sold 10.6 million copies in its first week. That's insane. I know. But this is actually one of my favorite things I think I've ever read. Dave Thomas, the founder of Wendy's, got his GED because he was worried that his success as a high school dropout would convince other teenagers to drop out of school as well. Mm -hmm. I did not fucking know that. Go Dave Thomas. I love that. Yeah. Um, Matt Groening, FYI, should have done that Um, because Matt Groening, who created The Simpsons, is like the number one go-to or was in the early 2000s. Oh, the examples? Yeah. When kids would say, I don't have to go to school, they would say, Matt Groening didn't didn't go to college and it's like okay well Well, we're not not all of us are going to be matt graining buckle up um also pearl jam started coachella as a way to boycott Ticketmaster. that's how Coachella originated yeah which i'm sure fully support pearl jam now fuck Ticketmaster. i'm sure you can get tickets to coachella on Ticketmaster now though you absolutely can which is like such a fucking blow to the nads yeah but it was it was created as like a concert that um they would sell tickets for outside of Ticketmaster and they would oh, try yeah. to boycott Absolutely. them and create a space for people to see these artists outside of that. So that was cool. Good for them. Uh, I'm going to make Lindsay read this part because every chance I get to rub it in her face that people actually enjoy this movie, I'm going to do it. Yeah. In evidence of the fact that I am in the the minority here and probably wrong and we can the just microscopic approach, minority. Yeah. We can approach this whole thing by recognizing I am probably wrong about the nightmare before Christmas. It has a 95% on the tomato meter and a 91% audience score. So I am likely wrong about this and I can own that while bitching about it for the next hour and a half. It's true. And she will. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Oscars, Unforgiven won in 93, and a pack one won Best Supporting Actress at the age of 11 for The Piano, which she auditioned for because she, quote, had nothing better to do, which is, since we're recording this the day before Halloween, very The Strangers, for those oh, of you who have seen that movie. You're over my head. It's the, the st- one about the three people that show up at the house uh, to kill the people inside just because they were home. This whole holiday goes over my head, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, Picket Fences and Seinfeld were the big Emmy winners. Um, but fun fact that Ted Danson and Roseanne Barr took home the Emmys for a lead actor and actress in a comedy that year. Hell yeah. Uh, Jurassic Park, of course, was the top grossing movie in 93. Nightmare Before Christmas made $50 million worldwide on about an $18 million budget. So it wasn't bad, but it wasn't like a massive smash hit. Um, did better than Hocus Pocus, and I'll tell you why. 
Uh, is it because it came oh, out at exactly. an appropriate time Because it time actually of year? came out at an appropriate time of year. That's crazy, Lindsay. It's almost like we spent an hour talking about that on Hocus Pocus. It's, it is almost like that was part of the discussion. Um, <laughs> but weirdly, this thing, it did come out in like early year of the fall of 93. So it's yeah. third weekend is the one where it was number one in theaters. And that was Halloween weekend. So weird release timing on this. I don't know why it didn't come out maybe one week later or I, I don't know. I don't know what Disney was thinking. Um, speaking of Disney, uh, Jack Skellington can be found all over Disney and Halloween. Oh, he's fucking everywhere. And it's not even just Halloween. It's all the way up to Christmas. Yeah. Cause they do. They've, they revamp haunted mansion during Halloween and Christmas time, I believe. Yeah. To be so theme. starting in October, all of Disneyland is covered in nightmare before Christmas stuff. After Halloween, I believe it's the 2nd of November is when they officially start moving everything. Uh, Only the Haunted Mansion is covered in Nightmare Before Christmas stuff. But it moves from Halloween-flavored stuff to the Christmas-style side of uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. So throughout Haunted Mansion, you'll see like the haunted Christmas trees and Jack and Sally and stuff like that. And every time I say Jack and Sally, it just makes me think of Blink-182. So, uh, where are you? <laughs> They're back uh, on tour. They're back. I know they are. I'm going to try to get tickets to that. Uh, me I and every too. other person well, in their Matt and I, Yeah, Matt and I are already trying to find a way that like we can like go together. Because they they're coming to Phoenix in July. So. Oh my god, I have to look at the schedule. No. <sighs> Um, sequels and remakes, nothing, nothing, right? Yeah. So Disney in the, in 2001, Disney actually did approach Tim Burton and say like, Hey, we would love to make a sequel to this. Like, you know, involving the doors in the, in the circle trees, uh, or in the circle of trees or whatever. Um, and Burton was like, <laughs> no, uh, this mo- this story is very self-contained. It's not about exploring the other holidays. It's acknowledging that the things that make your life better are already right in front of you sometimes and while we may want to be curious and explore like great things outside of like what we like you know it's it's important to be curious and stuff like that that's not always the <laughs> the best option curiosity killed the cat i know which is a direct quote <laughs> from the movie love it yeah it's such great writing just so yeah, groundbreaking god <laughs> Hold on to that thought because I do want to talk about some of the themes and stuff. And that's interesting mm-hmm. um, that that's what Tim Burton's at. Cause I'm kind of curious about those things. So yeah. yeah, let's hold on, hold on to that. Cause I want to dig into that a little deeper, but well, no in order to dig into that. Sequels. No, and and can no I ask sequels. a question before we, sorry, I'm interrupting can. you, but before no, I let ahead. you bring us back to the movie, um, it's the corpse bride. Nothing to do with this whatsoever. I obviously didn't see that movie for those who are so, confused. There- <laughs> Um, for those of you who are kind of like me and like those Disney connective tissue type things, Frankenweenie, Nightmare Before Christmas, and uh, Cor- uh not Coraline, um, Corpse Bride, Corpse Bride have nothing to do with each other. Okay. The only linking connective tissue is that there is a dog in all three of them, and the style, right? Well, correct, but they're all done by Tim Burton. But that's, yeah, it's there. Okay, so that's what it is. It's all just yeah. fucking Tim Burton being terrible and making all these right. things that don't actually have anything to do with each other. But it's just him doing the same thing over and over. Exactly. Got basically. it. Frankenweenie okay. is a terrible movie. For those of you who are wondering what Scott thought of that movie, I love Corpse Bride. I think it's actually one of the better 
Tim Burton's I've heard it movies. was good, and I want to own I my Helena minority ship in this. Well, yeah. I, you know what? All right, let's get out of the timeline. Yeah, let's get the fuck out of here. Before I go here. rant on this, yeah. Here we are. <laughs> Here we are. Um, I love Helena Bowen Carter too, but God damn it. She and Johnny Depp should be just legally banned from working with Tim Burton. Tim Burton. Yeah. yeah I just, I, the three of them should just go, go do their thing in private. As someone who <laughs> I, I know it. you enjoy musicals. Does that mean you didn't like Sweeney Todd? You are out of your fucking mind if you thought I went to see Sweeney Todd. You didn't see it at all? Oh no, my god. What because is I hate right these now? three. I hate okay. everything that they do together. I hate the aesthetic of it. I mean, Alice in Wonderland is like my favorite. If, oh, we're covering uh, that shit. Well, I it, don't have we to need to add it to the timeline. No, yeah. I'll happily discuss it because Alice in Wonderland <laughs> is like my favorite story. If uh listeners, if you haven't heard that episode, go check it out. I love Alice in Wonderland. I love that book. I'm so intrigued and terrified by the concept it's so great you would you would think that they couldn't make a version of that that i didn't like and they fucking did and i just it's the three of them together of course i didn't go see sweeney todd i just i hate it i hate the i hate it i hate every i hate it we hate it my precious we hate it yeah which is the title of our notes baggins is we hate it forever (laughs) there's no baggins here they're all in halloween town (laughs) That was really good. <laughs> I I need some like I don't want any more of this. Like I just hate it. I hate it. Bullshit. I want a contextualized, legitimate reason why you don't. I'm not talking about all of Tim Burton's movie. I'm talking. What was it about this movie that you were just like, holy shit? I would rather sell my eyeballs right now. Yeah, I think it's just Tim Burton's like stupid, creepy approach to everything. Mm. I don't like gross out animation. I don't like this disturbing imagery that Mm. is all of the Nightmare Before Christmas, even though it's for kids. And it freaked me out as a kid. And it's just so gross and horrible to look at. Um, I don't mind some of the stuff that's in Christmas town, but I also kind of hate it. Like I really hate the style of animation, even the way Santa's done. I fucking hate it. This like uncanny Valley, disturbing imagery. If they made this look like very, very differently. If you made this without motherfucking Tim Burton and you did the same story, I think I could get on board. And I want to acknowledge that I get that some of this style, most of it is Tim Burton, but some of it, is sort of like a pastiche almost of those old school like Rankin Bass Christmas specials that are claymation. Oh yeah, fucking I get uh, that. like Year Without a Santa Claus and all that stuff. Or the original it's not Rankin Bass, I don't think, but the original Rudolph. No. Like the way yeah. that all of those looked, this is like a pastiche of that aesthetic, but it's Tim mm. Burton's pastiche of it. And I hate looking at it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Um, I know you said that that's not the feedback you wanted, but I just. No, that's fine. But I it's just the like... look. It's the look and it's the like, but the rest of it doesn't really bother me. It's just like the guy who's like uh, Sally's slave owner. I hate him. His uh, horrible Dr. mouth. I hate when the bad guy breaks up into worms. Boogie boogie. 
Yeah, I really, really, really hate it. It's and it is the aesthetic. Um, it's not the story and it's not the characters because otherwise it basically works for me, except for Oogie Boogie's minions. I don't like them for any. Oh, lock, shot, any and barrel. Yeah, I don't like that. Um, but it's it really is the presentation that's my problem. See that I'm I'm fine with that. Like I can get behind that because that was like our one tentative thing that we disagreed with on Batman was the creepier side of like Gotham and it did look weirdly like why does the penguin look like that kind of thing did I like um, that or not I can't remember you did, that was the only thing you didn't like okay, was why sense. does penguin look so creepy it's like, like that. the same reason that I don't like Rick and Morty even though everything about Rick and oh. Morty I should love and I do enjoy it but I would rather not look at it uh it's I get uh, that. it's why I didn't it's part of why I didn't like Ren and Stimpy as a kid I fucking hate Ren and Stimpy I would sooner die. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I get that. Like, yeah, I'm very particular about avoiding this, like, gross-out animation. Macabre style. Aesthetic. Yeah, like, I just yeah. hate it. I just hate it. And it's like, I hate it so much that any other positive, like, aspects af- of it, aspects of it are buried. Yeah, it's yeah. just, I'm like, uh, and I have some nice things to say about Jack Skellington in a minute. I, there are a couple things about this that I did not absolutely despise. Because um, his animation, I'm like more okay with. It's just, I just. Does it make ugh. sense? He's a skeleton? No, I mean, he doesn't look gross because he's our main fucking character. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think macabre is the right word. I think that's kind of the nail yeah. on the head. I Very really Adam's don't enjoy family. that. Yeah, and I don't like that either. Yeah. I it's There's something about it, and it's not because it scares me. Like, I just don't like it no it's um, off-putting it's honestly that's like i'm gonna be it's totally disturbing. like it's it's why i don't like big mouth the show on netflix it's yeah, why I've i don't watch like that big and mouth. i don't intend to because of that for that reason like dude renee used to watch it all the time and i think the jokes and the writing are fucking hysterical and i love nick crawl but i just don't want to look at like a singing dick for 20 minutes Ew. And I think that's like it's. I, it I is, get that. Like that's why I'm not mad about like your Rick like. And Morty. Well, yeah, Rick and Morty cracks me up because there's shit in there that just like. But it's so the writing is so smart and so good, yeah. and I should like it. And when I watch it, I like it. But it's just getting past it's that so visual gross. part. Gross. Yeah. And I think that you're right that it's like a, it's this macabre, uncanny valley. Yeah. I do not like that in any way shape or form so you tell me why i should overlook that uh to enjoy that and and then also i think i would add to it like okay it looks all of the things i just said and i don't think the story is that good even if it was Mm. like if it was like really really incredible i might feel more like rick and morty about it where it's like okay i don't really like it but also, I do like it. I just don't like looking at it. Like, I can see past it kind of thing. Yeah, I can't see past it in this because I don't think the story's strong enough to back it up, which we'll get into when we talk a little more about the characters and themes. But, like, so what? So why sh- Why shouldn't I feel that way? Why am I, I in the... I why does everyone it. like it so much? So I honestly think the reason that people like it so much is this was Disney's attempt to prove to people they weren't just a princess cartoon studio. They didn't just do animated feel-good sing-along nonsense. They were like, look, dude, we can do something that's real and maybe not as like aesthetically pleasing to the eye. And kids 
love gross shit. Boys pick up bugs and show it to girls and frogs and shit like that. And kid, like all of that stuff. Like, and this movie plays on that super well, but at the same time, it shows these creepy things living a regular everyday life. Like the citizens care about each other. They live in this, like, (laughs) their politician is two-faced literally which is a direct jab at politicians yeah that actually Um, is smart i do enjoy that that shit is funny as fuck but it's it shows that like maybe things are scary but we just might not understand them so much so it kind of like even when i was a kid i was like dude like that guy's got an accent said that's creepy as fuck that clown just like rode in and can tear off his face that's super weird but also, like, they're just having a conversation right now. Like, this isn't something I should be afraid of. And honest to God, that's why I was never afraid of Alien after watching this movie. Because I was like, this thing is just an <laughs> this thing is just an animal. It has no idea where it is. It's just stuck in this space station. And these things that are, are clearly trying to kill it are, you know, continually harassing it. And so it's got to protect itself. That's what this movie did for me was like, maybe you were like, you need to look like under the surface. And that's what a lot of this movie was. And that's why I don't think he's one of the greatest Disney villains, but that's what makes Oogie Boogie so much more than just a, like, I'm a bad guy for being a bad guy. It's like, you are like, what's (laughs) for Oogie Boogie. You're, you are what like, is inside you so like whatever is a part of you you know that it, he's just made of bugs it, so he's just like he's gross and he's nothing nice and he's never gonna be something nice jack his aesthetic is he's a skeleton he's empty he feels unfulfilled he feels you know like the wind could knock him over kind of thing like nothing he does matters because he can't have this like stronger outlook or like people can't see him as a stronger portrayal of whatever he wants himself to be that's why he gets so jazzed when he sees himself in the in the santa claus outfit he's like dude this is me completely different like people have never seen me like this this is something i could be something great in this and that's just that's just me taking it like that but i mean i I like that take and i do enjoy a lot of the scat gel wow scat jellington (laughs) 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 oh my god i do enjoy a lot of the jack skellington stuff he is the part of this movie that i don't hate he's the reason that i would turn it on again as a kid like that this didn't have one run as a at the vhs and be done right Mm -hmm. um i do kind of like him and his whole thing and even his look like him when he's climbing the little mountain in front of the moon in the beginning that they go back to in the end during his song yeah like that looks good there which is like the super iconic scene right yeah but uh i don't know some of that i can get on board with and i like the interpretation that jack is like empty and he's a skeleton i enjoy that um and as compared to oogie boogie who i hate and we'll discuss later uh, he won't be changing my mind about Oogie Boogie. That's fine. I didn't expect to change your mind on any of this stuff. Oh, I don't like Oogie Boogie. Not one little bit. You're <laughs> but, joking. Oh, I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. Yeah. Um, but no, but Jack's all right. I, should we talk about him before we talk about Sally? I think we should talk about Sally because this is something that we do bring up in a lot of 
the movies that we discuss, especially coming off of the last Disney movie being Aladdin, or yeah. the last animated movie being Aladdin, and this yet again, Jasmine is the only primary female in this in that movie. And here we are again with Sally being the only primary female in another Disney movie. Coming off of all these princess movies and Belle being a star and Ariel being a star and Aurora and Snow White, it's weird that we've taken this turn to almost not really helping but making like key inferences throughout the story type female characters. Because that's what that's all uh, Jasmine did was distract Jafar. And all Sally did was help free Santa Claus by distracting Oogie Boogie for like a split second. That didn't fucking work. I mean for for all of her faults and listeners go check out the aladdin episode if you haven't where we talk about this at length but like uh, jasmine is like way better than than oh yeah like sally is it is so bad it's the biggest step back for disney in terms of female representation like maybe in the timeline like this might be the first like really significant step back that we've seen like it's Mm -hmm fucking terrible she is the only woman in halloween town and she's a slave and that's it and i understand that it's like frank she's supposed to be the frankenstein of halloween town and that that's a halloween thing and that she's his creation fine yeah um but she's also the only woman in the story so that sucks that they give her that storyline where she's literally this guy's slave and his he he owns her right that is explicitly the story he made her he owns her she is his slave um and the only thing about her personality is that she would prefer not to be a slave that tracks right we have the she's very clearly in love with jack yeah she's in love with jack and that's it and she's a little bit curious she wants to leave she was she shares that with jack that she's like bored with her existence but Mm -hmm. instead of having it be an actual parallel like aladdin and jasmine have where they both are seeking freedom from these like really different economic standpoints or they learn something yeah or at least aladdin did but like these two there's no mirror because she's a slave of course she wants to get out. She's not like curious and like feeling like she wants to add more to her life. She wants to escape slavery. She wants to have a life. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> ridiculous. It's not, it's, it's the fact that it's, it's juxtaposed that these two are supposed to like mirror each other is a fucking joke. It's like pretty offensive. Like I, I hate, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I like, she sucks. Yeah, um, rewatching this this time with a critical eye was that was honestly like my first huge takeaway was like, what? She didn't really have like much of any kind of an impact on the really on the story at all until the end of the movie. Like up to that point, she's just trying to help Jack or like get to see him. But even then, like. Yeah, she distracts Oogie in his, like, lair or whatever, which I completely slipped my mind, but that turned into something hella sexual, hella fast. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that was insane to me. Um, he, or, uh, she really doesn't do anything except try to warn Jack. 
And obviously Jack's not going to listen. He's like gung ho on this plan. The only thing I think that like about her story that I wish they had explored more is she seems capable of foresight. Like she has premonitions and we see that when she picks the dead um, wildflower and it transforms into Jack's Christmas tree and then it burns up. So she can tell something is going to happen. She has this like weird foresight ability and we never talk about it again. She even tries to tell Jack, Jack, I've had a vision. And he's like, I know I've had a vision to make my Santa costume. And she's like, what? Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I, I was watching, dude, honestly, when shit like this happens, I'm always just like, oh, Lindsay's going to hate this. Oh, I bet. I, (laughs) I bet. (laughs) It's not, it's not hard to predict the thing that I'm going to look at and be like, what the fuck is going to be obvious until we get to like the late 20. teens yeah where i become <laughs> even marginally happy about any of this and even then i'll be angry so very true but no this is just a little bit ridiculous though right like this is just it just sucks it's like all right great yeah yeah, yeah. the female character is a slave uh, huzzah awesome yeah. love it um, it's like if they gave jasmine even less to do i mean way significantly jasmine is so much better than than sally like it's not comparable it's it's like she's literally this guy's like owns her it's there is no comparison um but yeah it's just it's just kind of the worst but she does try to do stuff it's just i think this is what i mean about the story not being strong enough for me is like yeah okay she like tries to rescue him from ogie and she does escape by herself many times right which I want to give her credit for that. Like she's not a damsel in distress. She like hurls herself out of the window and has to sew herself back up while she's escaping. Like, yeah. Um, and yeah, she's trying to warn everybody that this whole thing's going to be a mess, but you know what it reminded me of in some ways is like, you know how at the end of Fern Gully, we were kind of like, what happened? Like there's a big section of this movie that isn't here that explains like what's going on and how they, the magic fairy circle and you know how we talked and about then that brought the tree and then that fucking didn't do anything yeah 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 this just seems underdeveloped like what yeah. is the story with her like prescience and like it, it's and yeah it's missing time and yeah i don't want it to get any more time i was like thank god this thing's only like a, an hour and 45 um but i i don't know with like a totally different style and a, and not tim burton and like longer and fleshing some of this out it could be pretty good but the story just it doesn't totally track like she doesn't do even close to enough and we well and everything she does gets completely overwritten right after that she tries to fog up the the runway and then zero's like yo dog i got you yeah Uh, which is actually kind of a fun moment i do like that fun fact for you guys zero's nose if you look really carefully is a jack-o-lantern I like that. But no, I'm with you. I just, uh, I wanted more out of that story. And especially for her having, in my opinion, one of the best songs in the movie. I just like, it's, it's weird. Yeah, dude. I love that this song, uh, the songs in this movie, aside from what's this is probably the, what's this is the best song in the movie to me, but Jack's lament is really good. And fun fact, this is in the rumor requirement. This 
technically counts as a princess I want song. Yeah, it does. Or at least as an I as an I want song. I don't know that Jack's a yeah. princess. But well, yes. no, I mean obviously not. Yeah, <laughs> but um, I mean, it's weird to me that we don't have this movie came out almost thirty years ago, twenty nine years ago, and we have no expanded universe media in any way. There's no expanded books. There's no um like games or anything like that the closest expansive universe information we get to what happens to them is fucking kingdom hearts yeah which is weird yes i mean of course of course it's in kingdom hearts though right so all right so sally sucks but jack is not the it's certainly the best thing in this movie right oh absolutely like he's everything revolves around him and i think that's what you kind of need and the main character is like obviously he's the one we follow the whole time. Like Aladdin was kind of split between Jasmine's story and Aladdin Aladdin's story, and maybe even like the genies. Everything that happens in this movie only happens really to Jack or because of Jack. Well, right, which is what makes Sally's story suck so hard, right? It's like yeah. it's not really important in the end, and it's yeah. obnoxious and it's all centered around nothing and i didn't she's the worst yeah jack's jack's cool i like his character arc i like that he's bored with halloween like that setup is i like that we get that right at the beginning too it's not this like we have to watch him like do his job and then it's like year by year and then he like you know gets bored with it no he's been doing this for centuries yeah and he still fucking hates it like he's bored. He doesn't hate it. He's just bored. He wants something better. There must be something more than this provincial life for Jack. Yeah, totally. I I like how he gets all depressed and goes for this long walk right after Halloween when everyone should be celebrating. Yeah. Like the he throws Halloween one of his success. own rib cages or one. I of like his own that. Bone ribs I like that. Zero for zero. Yeah, I like yeah. zero. Um, he's 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 Ted Lasso, right? He's he's be curious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Be curious, like not judgmental. Yeah, not yeah. judgmental. Yeah. And he isn't. I think that's a, a big part of it too, is he when he goes to uh, Christmas town, he's not just like, Why are you guys doing this? This is fucking weird. He's like in awe of all of this stuff. Yeah. Which tracks because I also would want to get out of Halloween town. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean it's like, oh my god, he sees something that's like beautiful and not trying to kill you and not so and even though it's still kind of macabre looking but yeah he i i like his uh what's this a lot and how excited he is and like broadening everything and also his like total confidence in himself that like he can just yeah that's take over this holiday that's like why does he think that's reasonable he does and that's what's so like funny about this is he is blinded by his need to do something different I would almost like I would I would venture to say that it's like borderline hubris. That he's like, I this big fat dude can do this. I could totally do this and I could probably do this better. And like to manufacture it all out of Halloween town, like that he doesn't kidnap Santa and then go back to Christmas town and be like, I'm yeah. a new overlord, like or teach me how to make Christmas. I want to make Christmas. He's he like, just, I'm going to study this myself and figure that shit out. No, he just says, I'm going to just replicate it and make it my own way. 
and do it myself and kidnapping Santa is like a seminal part of this plan and he never follows up with him. He puts him with like the least trustworthy people in Halloween Town. Oh yeah. What a dipshit. The only people that he would have a concern with where he's like, I don't want Oogie Boogie to be involved and it's like, well, that's this these guys and boss. And he scares the kids and then it's like, we work for this dude. <laughs> yeah like why wouldn't we you store him? santa with like the mayor or treat him nicely why did or, you have to or, be so like double or check care on him? him or ask yeah. him what's going he just is like great get the him the fuck out of the way so that i can do christmas he is obviously a bad guy like jack is not a good guy in this until he decides to go back to halloween town through the yeah. grave which was crazy he just like can walk through this graveyard and go back to halloween town at any time yeah that was cool but yeah why does he think this he is such a bad guy he is and i think another well i think another thing that i really like and unfortunately this is this also throws sally even further under the bus like maybe even a second bus hits her but he learns his lesson completely on his own he fails and realizes he never should have done what he did completely all on his own. No one is there like, bro, this was such a stupid idea. Why the fuck did you do this? He's just laying destroyed and burnt and like amass this grave or amid this graveyard with the like destruction he's wrought. Then he's like, fuck me, dude. Like I did this. Isn't that kind of the worst, though? Doesn't that make it kind of weak? Like, wouldn't it be nice if he had a relationship with someone, like, I don't know, Sally, who he could have a conversation with about this and, like, bring his story full circle instead of him just, like, deciding that he's learned his lesson? And, like, that's what I mean. Like, it's all underdeveloped to hell. So it it would work that way if Sally had been a part of the story from the beginning. Well, that's what I mean. If she had been a part of his... Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, wouldn't it make more sense if that was this, like, the story? And then it came, like, if they communicated it all, if they're like, you well, see what yeah. I mean? Like, it's all super underdeveloped. It's like there. And it's like, <sighs> I really don't want to make the joke, but like, it's the skeleton of a good story. Yeah. But like, for her, for some, like, for someone to be there when he fucks up, or like, even worse, if he fucks up, crashes, and then goes back to Halloween Town, and and like he has to walk through the town, kind of like a Cersei walks of shame kind of thing. Shame. And everybody at shame. that point, then he's like, "That's an I told you so" moment. That's not a I learned my lesson moment. That's a I've got to. That's like a dude, you fucked up. Like, why did you do this moment? But the way that he handles it is, I fucked up. I have to fix this now. This is like this is my responsibility. Like I'm the one that fucking did this. There's still time. Come on, Zero. There's not a moment to lose. And he jumps through this graveyard, and he goes and saves Santa Claus. I the only thing and my the biggest plot hole that I noticed in this movie. How did Jack know that Sally and Santa were with Oogie Boogie? Because I mean, for him, from like from his side of things, those kids promised him that they wouldn't get Oogie Boogie involved. Yeah, because because it's underdeveloped and there's missing scenes and 
Jack never has any kind of realization that he's like done wrong by Santa. It's like all of a sudden it's like would have been the mission all along to go get Santa. There's never any kind of development around like the decision to now go rescue him or realizing that like he never says like, oh, I hope Santa's had a nice day of milk and cookies waiting while I took care of Christmas for for him. He's not like he thinks he's doing Santa a favor. He never gives him a second thought after he's kidnapped. It's just get him out of the way so that I can like be a megalomaniac and run this holiday. Like, it's really weird when he has that, like his, his like turnaround to become a hero makes no fucking sense. None of it is actually developed into the story. He just suddenly joins the B plot is what's happening. He just like takes a big step over and says, now I'm going to go join the B plot so that I can conveniently fucking do a sex machina, save the day at the, in the B plot where Santa is. Meanwhile, in the A plot, I just got shot down by the U S military. So like who fucking, like it doesn't actually make sense. It's not well developed. The two plots don't actually connect to each other in a satisfying way. And, and, and like, you know, Sally's like the protagonist of the B plot. Right. Right. And then they just come together in the end. And Jack says, we were always meant to be together. And I'm like, were you? Cause what? (laughs) Cause dude, now you notice her. Now you want to listen to her. Yeah. Excuse me? It doesn't actually all tie in. It's actually not good. And and yet, it has this really high critic score. So I'm like, I can't possibly have, be like, you know, like they didn't, like, what did they see that I'm not seeing? Like these, I would have expected this to have a high audience score and a low ass critic score. Like a low like, critic score. But I, I think be it's because wrong. it's something so different. It's just such a different type of Christmas style movie, you know? Yeah, and I, I guess. I also think we haven't really we like up to this point we hadn't really had any great Christmas movies in this style because we had all those ones from our childhood like Santa Claus is coming to town year without a Santa Claus stuff like that. I mean maybe the issue is that like the 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 Christmas movies that it is like a pastiche of with its style and everything else are so simple like we're not we're going to yeah. do the Rudolphs at Christmas this year, right? Or sorry, the mm-hmm. uh Grinches, right? Yeah. I wouldn't look at the original Grinch like when we review it and be like, oh, my God, it's so simple and basic. But it's also 20 minutes long. It's not a feature film like that's the thing is I think this thing is like simple and basic and you don't really have to think about it. And there's really not much going on, actually. Uh, I feel like you would have liked this more if it had stayed Tim Burton's original vision of being a TV special. I feel like this had been a half an hour long. I would be here for it. I think the fact that it's a feature film. Well, I still wouldn't like the aesthetic, but I think that I expect more of the story than perhaps I should. I don't I don't know. I or I'm just wrong. Like there's every because everybody else says this is like good, critically good. And I'm like, okay, okay, I must just be incredibly wrong. I don't know. It's hard to say. Um but I want to dig into this this theme you were talking about with Tim, like speaking of Tim Burton's original kind of vision for this, um, of it being about learning to be kind of happy with, with what you have. Because it's weird. It's like the story kind of like, I don't know what this message is. Like, is it that you're supposed to stay in your lane or is it that you should be curious? It's. I think it's more like the middle of that road. Like be curious about things, but don't do it at the expense of others. 
or like listen to the people who are trying to help you like that are in your life all the time. If he had literally listened to Sally or uh, like on God, dude, just had a conversation with Santa Claus. Yeah, that's for real. Like just sat down and said, hey, I would I'm really into this yeah. Christmas thing. Can I also be part of this is why I say he's like a bad guy, because I feel like if Jack was really a good guy, that's what would have happened. He would have been like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, Santa, I worship you. I love what's going on. There would have been a missing like maybe four minutes of the movie where he spends more time in Christmas Town than the song montage. And like, yeah. actually, we get to see some more of his thoughts on it and what he wants to do and how much he likes it and talking to people and talking to Santa. Yeah. We're well, totally and like, missing that. so if you're here's what like I don't get and I was I think I even said this out loud last night while I was watching the movie you're so enamored with the tree that you went through right and you you learned about this mystical like illuminated cookies Christmas tree peppermint world that you just stumbled upon yeah and you know that the ruler of that world is santa claus and you have the means to communicate with him why wouldn't the first thing you do when lock shock and barrel bring santa claus to you be i have so many questions for you yeah i think because he's a megalomaniac because (laughs) it has to be like why wouldn't he go back that's my question why wouldn't you go back through the door and why wouldn't you go back through all of the doors, but we'll get to that in a second. Or why wouldn't he just want to stay there? Why wouldn't he, why does he come back to Halloween town? Like, why is that his like aha moment? Why isn't it just like, I want to chill here. I think he does genuinely like being the pumpkin King and being in charge of Halloween town. I think he assumes that everybody else will love it. will also want to do something different and is bored. I don't think he has a lot of like, you know, empathetic skill sets of understanding that everyone else really likes Halloween town the way yeah. that it is and doing Halloween. And it's, I mean, uh, at that point, why have a mayor? Cause Jack fucking runs everything. It is confusing how, how that's the case. I don't, yeah. I don't know that I could speak to that, but <laughs> I, <laughs> um, I don't know. It's just, it's strange that it has this dual message thing that it's like, okay, so is it is the movie trying to tell us that we shouldn't dream of more and that we should just stay in our lane and it's about but but what you were saying before is like it that it's more positive than that that it's about like accepting what you have and living in the moment and but i'm i kind of don't like that juxtaposed with this like fairy disney princess i want dream bigger it's like it's like if we told like ariel like nah bitch you stay <laughs> under the sea. And that was the, that was the end of that movie. Like that doesn't seem right. Right. I think that's why this movie works is it's like, this shows the dangers of what happens when you have no rules and get what you were singing about in your, I want song because everyone else's, I want song comes with these shackles that lead to the lesson Jax doesn't because he puts fucking earmuffs on and outright ignores everybody and just barrels forward and creates the problem himself. And I think that's, I think that's like another part of this like lesson or whatever is dude, maybe listen to other people. Don't fuck like just fuck like, you know, you're not the only 
brain in Halloween Town. I don't know if he has a brain, but right. It I it's just like it's yeah. It's because this isn't actually very good. It doesn't actually make a lot of sense. It's just like I'm telling you. I, there's like nothing redeeming about this. All the things that like would have made it made sense aren't there. And then he comes in and has this heroic save at the end. And it's like, and Santa Claus is like, fuck you and fuck all this. Are you kidding me? Like Santa has the correct reaction. I actually don't know why he comes back to Halloween town at the end. I would have said, fuck that. And I would have said, yo, if anybody sees a skeleton around here, let me know. Cause we're going to murder him <laughs> and have that be the rule in Christmas town. <laughs> yeah, for real. Like going forward, he's like, Hey, maybe nobody go in the forest. No kidding. Like, so, okay, so this is the part that I do like of this movie, mm. uh, is the other holiday doors. Yeah. The concept that all these holidays are, like... Connected. Yeah, that they each, or they I assume, can have be a connected. grove in the forest where they could go into any of the other ones from... Yeah, but here's where I want more information. Why? If they're not supposed to go to these other places and they're supposed to stay in their own lane... Why do the doors even exist? It yeah, that's a great question. Because like like you said, like Sally has this like premonition, I guess. I guess that's what yeah. it is. It's not literally the tree turning Christmassy and then burning. No, 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 no. It's a she vision. Imagines it. Yeah. She's like, okay. holy shit, this that is was where like we're headed. Low-key unclear to me. So I'm glad that you made sense of that. Yeah. And yeah, so it's like the holidays are like incompatible. Is it well, okay? I guess this is a question: Is it that the holidays are inherently incompatible, or is it that Jack Skellington is a megalomaniac? I think it's got to be both. I think it's got to be that they can't, they can't work to. You know what's funny is we know that's not true. Fucking look at Disneyland. <laughs> like right. look, look at the haunted well, mansion. It's Christmas movie, from this point this on. Movie. Yeah, the entire concept of this movie. If we're to take that supposed lesson at face value, no. It's just that Jack is a complete fucking megalomaniac. Yeah, like I, I think maybe the existence of the doors would prove in lore that which we're giving these guys too much credit for thinking assuming they've thought this through. But uh it's based on a poem, man. <laughs> but maybe if if the idea is supposed to be that the holidays could be compatible. And it's not inherently bad for them to visit one another or have knowledge of one another. Then I think the answer is that like, but Jack never had a conversation with Santa Claus, never really thought anything through, just decided to take over and do the other holiday himself. And that's what doesn't make sense and can't work. And like, here's the other thing that I just, I just like, I, 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 it, there's no answer to this. There is, there cannot be an answer to this because the movie to quote Matt, it's so the movie can happen. Mm-hmm. How has literally screen no anyway. one? Well, yeah. <laughs> How has literally no one before Jack ever wandered into the forest? You got to think that they probably have, and that it's like just, but that they then didn't. No one saw the door, or only Jack can see the door. We know that's already not true because Lock, Shock, and Barrel go through two of them. Well, no, or that when other people have done it, you know, maybe it's like, no, maybe there's some kind of legend or something, but they didn't fucking go crazy and try to hijack the other holiday. (laughs) They didn't go nuts. You know what I mean? Like we, yeah, they did not like Cupid never went to Christmas town and fucking tried to be Santa or vice versa. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, like the I'm gonna turn Halloween into love. asshole. Yeah. Like they never were just like, oh my God, I bet I could do this. And, and here's the thing is that it's not just that Jack wants to celebrate Christmas in Halloween town. That would be one thing. That would probably yeah. be fine. What they're really trying to do that isn't, I think, made entirely clear until it happens in the third act because writing and why do people think this movie <laughs> is good? But they they don't really make it clear that like this is real kids that they are furnishing this holiday for. Like real people. Oh, yeah. There is a real world. It's not them. People who don't do the holiday every day, who they know that they are putting on a holiday. They understand yep. that. He knows how to go to the real world with his sled. There's no question about how to do that. He immediately is just like, and I'm going to go do Christmas. And it's like the first time that actual humans are mentioned is when he goes into the real world. So it would be one thing if they just had Christmas in Halloween town. I don't think anyone would give a fuck. I think well, yeah. trying to actually hijack the real life holiday and that they never, they never talk about it. It is all implied and it's fucking so weird and it comes out of nowhere. I actually yeah. had in my notes because it's been that long since I saw the movie. I had it in my notes like, are there real kids? Who is this holiday for? And then I was like, oh, yeah, the how the movie ends. He gets shot down <laughs> by the fucking military. <laughs> and I had forgotten that. But it is really, really weird, right? Like, yeah. that didn't track for me at all. So here, this is like, I can't believe I'm so upset about this. But, like, it's me nitpicking. And this is what happens on this fucking show. It's never, Scott, you made a good point. I'm actually kind of, like, seeing it your way. It's always, Lindsay is fucking mad at this movie. And it turns into Scott getting mad at this movie. And finding other shit to be mad about. And I love you, but fuck you. Because like this is I can't help the fact that ultimately I make a cogent argument because you you do, dude, and that's like okay. So here is my problem: it's snow, it's snowing on the East Coast right now, right? Okay, everybody's got that in right now. As at the time of this recording, there is snow in America across states. Oh, I mean, there's snow here. I just mean like there's a storm in New England. No, 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 no. no, no. I I don't mean like that. I just mean like it has snowed. Tomorrow is Halloween. There is no fucking way. Jack has never seen snow before he went to to Christmastown. Geologically, that does not make sense. Geologically. Uh, (laughs) Not nowhere you're looking for. (laughs) Geographically. I'm sorry. Geographically. It doesn't. It doesn't fucking work. Uh, No, it doesn't. Um, I guess my argument to that would be. No, no, um, no, 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 no. I'm not looking for an argument for you. I'm not getting a devil's advocate bullshit on this. You hated this movie. You turned me into hating this movie. (laughs) We're riding this fucking train to the end. We're not over this. I just, I think that like, does Jack go to the real world for Halloween? I guess he yeah. must, right? He has to. That's why everybody calls him the Pumpkin King. He's it's, out there scaring the shit out of people. I guess that's true. Because I'm just thinking, like, okay, so things where like the mascot actually turns up at the holiday, according to lore, it's really just Santa and the Easter Bunny, right? Uh, yeah, for the, the other two fairy, holidays. But yeah, that's not no, we a don't. Holiday. That's uh, they don't mention the Tooth Fairy. They do have a tree for Valentine's Day and Thanksgiving. 
and St. Patrick's Day. And St. Patrick's no Day. Tale. Maybe there's a leprechaun that goes into the real world. Maybe. But there's yeah. no real lore around like a thing that I guess ghosts come out at Halloween or witches come out at Halloween. I guess yeah. that I guess that's reasonable that like, yeah, there's like ghouls and things that come out on All Hallows Eve. I guess that's real. He probably would have been in the real world. Mm-hmm. On or Halloween. someone else would have told him about it. I'm like, bro, you guys are so you're right. Yeah, he probably would have seen snow, but I it's still part of the. I don't know. That's where I mean, you're right. This is what you, I mean. You should just own it. You fucking nitpick. And then I'm like, ah, it's a nitpick. But then like, I have like this really like overarching like problem. No, like per- persuasive argument around why, yeah. why things are. I'm like, that's a nitpick. No, I am nitpicking. What I, I said fully, was a whole thesis. I fully acknowledge that I am Lindsay's <laughs> partner in this uh, chemistry lab that took credit for all the work she just did. Um, <laughs> we're going to the room of requirement now because i'm tired of shitting on this movie because ironically enough i actually still do enjoy this movie i think it's just a fun goofy movie it's a background movie for me though i don't sit down and watch this movie i put it on and like hey you know like that's oh i love this part of the song that's why it oh, should be like a like special that. you're right it should have yeah. been like 30 to 45 minutes long at max and like yeah, I've been a TV special. I don't know. I, I would still say that I recognize I am like the only person that actually feels this way. I still think you're probably right. Um, so things things that I thought were really interesting about this movie, getting back into my things that I know that Lindsay doesn't or doesn't care about side of things. <laughs> um, so originally, Patrick Stewart, the one and only, was supposed to be the narrator of the beginning of the movie. Um, and he actually did record. If you guys have the extended edition of the soundtrack, you can actually hear his narration in the beginning, which is really cool. Um, additionally, from the extended album, you find out at the end of the album that Santa goes back to Halloween Town like four years later. Why? Um, and Jack has like four <laughs> or five kids. Uh. And we, yeah, and we don't know who the mom is. Well, come on, surely. I mean, it's got to, you got to, like, it implies it's Sally. Yeah. Like, the whole movie implies that they're like, yeah. Ugh. Um, Some really interesting things. This was the first stop motion film rated PEG by the MPAA, and it was Disney's first non traditional animated film. Uh, This I thought was really cool because it occurs on the year of my birth. Jack rides across a full moon on Christmas Eve. The only time that this has occurred in the last 100 years was in 1950, 1958, 1977, or excuse me, 1969, 1977, and 1988. Judging by the style of the vehicles and the designs of the homes in America Town, America, USA, the wherever the fuck they are, <laughs> it can it can, we can make a pretty strong guess that it's either 77 or 88 that this movie takes place in. And then lastly, because the other shit I just don't care about anymore. I don't know why I even wrote them in there. But it took over a hundred animators three total years to make this movie. Twelve stop motion movements, like twelve individual things like hands waving and like legs stepping, was the equivalent of one second of screen time. That 
that is some seriously ridiculous dedication. And I can't believe that anybody who worked on this movie is like, yeah, we should do a different one like this. Uh, I don't know, man. I'm clear. I, again, I'm obviously wrong about this. I know people are probably up in arms listening to this. Please tell me why I'm wrong. Yes, please do, guys. Like, I <laughs> I genuinely, like, I, because you guys can pretty much guess what Lindsay's rating was for this. Um, I gave this a six and a half out of ten. It's a little bit lower than what I normally would give Halloween movies, but hey, it's not technically just a Halloween movie. I love this movie as a background movie. It's very fun. It's entertaining. It's funny to me at times. It's got good songs. I love the animation. I love the scenery. But it's just not one of those things. Like, I obviously, I grew up with the rise of this movie and its influence on, like, the punk scene. And, like, the... <laughs> everybody was like dude you're not goth unless you have like a jack skellington backpack or yeah, like a fucking truth. like a nightmare before christmas sally sweatshirt is the only thing you need <laughs> to be cool dark eyeshadow and yeah fucking like and so like i get it like i grew up around that time and then hot topic was like oh dude we could totally capitalize the shit out of this before hot they became topic a and, pop uh, culture store and then what was the other one uh started Answers. with an yeah, Spencer's. Like, yeah, single-handedly keeping open Spencer's gifts on Hot yeah. Topic. Um, six and a half is is lower than I thought you would give it, and I would say that sounds like more reasonable than what I'm about to say. But also, like, you're not. How is man, the but... Rotten Tomatoes tomato stuff like in the '90s? If even you, like, I thought you were going to come in and at a minimum, I'd talk you down to like an eight. I didn't think you were going to come in with a six. Like I, people fucking love this movie and I'm giving it a three out of 10. I hate it. Um, we didn't really talk about Oogie Boogie very much. I think I was I sort of saving, for the villain side, yeah, yeah. saving it for the villain side here. I gave him a one out of 10 because I fucking hate Oogie Boogie. Um, I hate that he doesn't have any kind of backstory. Like he's just an asshole. He's just but like, the boogeyman. Why he's are they so, yeah, I get that he's the night. boogeyman, but they're all a bad like you said one of the charming things about this movie is that they live in this like horror scene halloween town but they like live regular lives and care about each other like so why is oogie boogie why is oogie boogie still a dick yeah yeah why does he have beef with santa like why does he what what has beef with jack yeah but like why i because he wants to is it's kind of like a triton and ursula thing like there's got to be a backstory here oh yeah he just wants i think the only thing i ever pull from this is like oogie boogie wants to be the scariest thing to the people of the world but he's not he's no the boogeyman is not the scariest thing anymore now it's jack skellington the pumpkin king yeah and he is scared of jack like he's intimidated by jack he's very scared of jack um and I didn't say this earlier when we mentioned this, but I'm going to be honest with you guys. If someone gave me the title, the pumpkin King, I would be over the fucking moon. That is a legitimately dope ass title. I like I the way that wear he the says shit it. Out of that. The pumpkin, the pumpkin King. King. I like that. Yeah, I did. I told like that. you, I knew we would get to find a way to sing on this episode. <laughs> I've been holding um, that in all, all episodes. <laughs> I, there are aspects of this that I genuinely enjoy a lot. Like if I had to rate just, that song if that was this whole movie was just the uh jack song it would be like much higher like it might get an eight yeah because of how he says the pumpkin king i really do like that 
anyway, it's, it's just. So wait, so what are you giving Oogie Boogie? I got to give him like at least a four because this song is kind of a bop. But okay. as far as like his impact on the story, no. He's only there because they needed someone to rescue Santa Claus from. Yeah. Otherwise, I, it would have been like Jack going back to his house and being like, oh, my bad. Well, right. Or Jack could have like learned a lesson about what he had done wrong and really yeah. reflected on how he tried to hijack this holiday, which he doesn't. Like the mistake that Jack makes is like leaving his kidnappy with Oogie yeah. Boogie. Not that he did it to like he doesn't. Ugh. So let me ask you this. Please. Because I thought we might be coming into this with me giving it like a zero and you giving it a nine, right? <laughs> yeah. But if you're gonna rate it so so low compared to I am uh, compared to the tomatoes, right? Tomato, yeah. Yeah. Why are we both so wrong then? Because I own that. Like, even though I think I have a good reason for not liking this and make a strong argument, <sighs> even you aren't giving it anywhere close to what most people think about this movie, even critics. So why are we? Are we like just? totally off base i would prefer this to either be funny like a funny take on halloween like the muppets uh haunted mansion i loved that movie because it was was just fucking hilarious but it was also supposed to be spooky but it was spooky in a goofy way Mm -hmm. or i would just prefer a genuinely scary movie halloween nightmare force or nightmare on elm street uh friday the 13th aliens chucky all of that shit. This tries to be the middle of the road in a way that doesn't really work for me. And I think it doesn't work for me because I would have preferred this be more fun than scary. And where it tries to be scary is just fucking not. It's just gross to look at at times. I think that's what it is. I mean, I obviously agree with that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, right? I'm it's probably wrong, too. I, I Honestly, we are wrong. Well, I Clearly, think we must be. I, like, please, listeners, give us feedback and tell us why this movie is considered so good. For real. SW Pants, I'm looking at you specifically because I love your breakdowns. Yeah. Okay? We, have, we obviously have a shitty opinion on this. And... I think that we made a really strong argument over the last hour or so. And yet it's not. And this has been like, I don't get it. I don't get how the, like how the reviewers score or the critics score wasn't so much lower. Like if it was just a high audience score, I'd be like, all right, sure. Whatever. But like the fact that the critics like this has like similar scores to fucking Jurassic Park. Oh yeah. How is is that possible? This is going to be just like Mrs. Doubtfire, The Lion King. How? Like, yeah, yeah, I don't... but those are way better movies than this, right? Like, that's what I'm how? saying. Like, I don't. How is it in the '90s? What the fuck? Because <laughs> I would think if it all was in like the '70s or something, I'd be like, right, right. But people like mostly like this, we like '70s or like '80s. This? Yeah. But how is it in the '90s? Like, how? What the fuck? So send us feedback. Yeah. Um, and Scott, take us out of Halloween Town. I will get us the fuck out of Halloween Town. Fun fact for you guys, we're getting out of Halloween altogether. Um, as always, thank you all so much for joining us tonight. We do hope that you enjoyed yourselves and maybe even learned something or learned to hate the movie like we kind of ended up hating it. <laughs> or realize uh, this movie's terrible. Or yeah, or be, yeah. <laughs> uh, join us next week as we pull out the temp pad for Milo and Otis, our very first Request the Timeline episode. We're going to be bringing on a radio from the Wheel of Time Spoilers podcast, uh, who is going to be coming on to do 
Milo and Otis. Um, and so that was her request. So she's going to be coming over. So for Wheel of Time, people definitely tune in next week. Yep. Nice save, by the way, because she's been calling it Milo and Otis all week. I'm trying to do better. Uh, you can find the links for our sites and social media on the episode descriptions. If you'd like to support the podcast, we encourage you to follow us on Patreon, where you can watch our special quiz show, Rewind the Timeline. Make sure to check out our website for all the timeline goodies, including our new feature, Request the Timeline, as we've just mentioned. You know, we just love repeating ourselves here. Uh, let us know what you want to see, and we'll make it happen. We promise. We love you guys. There you go. That's for you. Uh, until next time, stay nerdy, though. <laughs>